you're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Myself, Colin Kelly, as always, bringing you the show of action-packed week three in the books. Well, in the books, I guess, uh, Green Bay have to take on the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football, but uh, actually that all has been completed. An action-packed Sunday. Lots and lots of things to discuss on today's show. I um, have to say, very entertaining all round. Some players really uh, not doing the business fantasy-wise this week, but then other guys stepping up in a major, major way. And we'll be talking through that in uh, just a little moment, as always. Thanks for downloading the show. Thanks for listening. And hopefully you're going to enjoy this episode. And uh, as always, if you're on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, subscribe to the show. And obviously, you can also give us a written or a comment on any of those uh, devices or any of those ways to listen to the show. But as always, thanks for listening. Week three, but another new experience to uh, watching American football. The time zone differences continue to uh, be interesting. Game starting at three o'clock Australian uh, Melbourne Australian time, and uh, carrying all the way through. Then uh, the late game Sunday night football ending at around uh, one p.m. <laughs> during the day on uh, Monday. So interesting time time scheduling uh, going on so far. But it was a lot of fun. Have to admit, did fall asleep uh, just before the end of the second slate of games, but have caught up with all of them. Now, before recording the show, I thought there was a lot of different uh, aspects to the game. And of course, I suppose we have to talk about uh, some of the injuries. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's injury being a, a major cause of concern for all Steelers fans out there. And of course, uh, you know, anyone fantasy football-wise, uh, but I guess the Steelers fans won't care too much about them at the moment, but I'll be talking more about that when I get to the Steelers game in the recap, but uh, really, I suppose, without me wobbling on at the very start of the show, we'll get straight into that recap, and uh, let's do that right now. Let's recap this weekend's NFL action. It's the OTI Weekend Roundup. First game up on the slate to go through, and it's the Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys and the Falcons both with uh, exceptional records going into this, both without a loss. But now, of course, the Falcons picking up a 39-28 win. The Cowboys go to 2-1, and and the Falcons are 3-0 now. The Falcons have been highly impressive to start the season. I was expecting a big year from their offense to start the year, but I wasn't quite expecting the defense to do as well. In this one, the Cowboys got up early in the game. They got uh, 14 unanswered points to start the game with Joseph Randall, who uh, started the game really on fire. The, the Atlantic Falcons, I mentioned their defense, has started the season well, well they weren't starting in this game well uh, against the run and the Cowboys really uh, on the ground carved them up for the opening two scores of the game went up 14 to zip and then uh, the Falcons had a, a good response and they kind of stayed kind of within the seven point region up until halftime they were uh, getting a touchdown conceding a touchdown vice versa and uh, I have to say in the first half Randall in particular looked exceptional for the Cowboys running those huge open lanes from but then uh, Darren McFadden as well with a couple of nice runs in this one of course, the Cowboys without Tony Romo in this one, Branton Whedon getting the start, and he looked okay to start. He was kind of, you know, get doing the typical game manager role, completing. I think he completed his first six passes, but uh, you know, then later in the game when the when they didn't have that comfortable lead, they had that kind of touchdown lead throughout the game. When the game got tied square, when they went behind, he really uh, struggled. The offensive line started to struggle, getting him under pressure. He threw a, a bad interception, and of course. Uh, have to have to first of all mention Matt Ryan had a very nice game stayed calm under pressure in this one uh, some very very nice passes Devontae Freeman had a big game three touchdowns for him very very impressive performance overall by Freeman in this one but Matt Ryan hooking up with Julio Jones Jones with 12 receptions for 164 yards two TDs he started the season like a, heart, a house on fire I've uh, 
I own him in a number of dynasty leagues and only for or fantasy leagues and dynasty leagues but only for him this week uh, I would have lost the majority of them but he really scooped me out of jail in this one but I have to say that the start of the season for the Atlanta Falcons has been very impressive they're uh, really on a roll here 3-0 to start the season and uh, you know uh, questioning on Twitter from Gavin Doherty and he's wondering who can stop the Atlanta Falcons but Again, I suppose dampen the brakes there. Don't let don't, let's just not get ahead of ourselves too much uh, at this stage. But I have to say, I was expecting the offense to be very good this season. The defense has uh, been a little bit better. I suppose they give up twenty eight points in this game, but when when it really mattered at the very end, we're able to clamp down on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, when they had to really kind of go through the air. So a big one here on the road for the Atlanta Falcons. The next game up, New, New Orleans Saints. They travel to Carolina to on the the Carolina Panthers. Uh, obviously without. Drew Brees in this one, Luke McCown starting a quarterback, but he did make a valiant effort, uh, completing 19 of his first 20 passes. He finished 31-38, so got through for 310 yards. So overall, thought he was doing quite well. Uh, an interception just with a minute to go on the clock really sealed this game for him, but uh, a good game overall by Luke McCown, playing a lot better than a lot of people would expect going into this one. 27 to 22, it finished up to the Panthers. Cam Newton with a really nice game here. Uh, True for two touchdowns, 315 yards, and a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, thought he was uh, very, very impressive in this one. And the Panthers' defense looking very, very good also. The Panthers obviously now uh, 3-0 and likewise with the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints at 0-3. and So, you know, you'd have to almost rule the Saints out of playoff contention at this stage with such a big swing, losing a tiebreaker as well to the Panthers here. So the Panthers uh, are off to a really good start, as are the Atlanta Falcons in that division so the Saints are really really up against it and I did say in a couple of shows maybe you know Sean Payton maybe this is uh, the year where it all comes undone for him and uh, maybe the, the Saints will move on next season a game that really didn't look like it was going to finish up at the Indianapolis Colts when uh, they faced the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee 35-33 uh, to 33. Uh, a major major win they were up against it they were uh, falling behind in the fourth quarter Drew Brees wasn't playing particularly well through a pick six through another interception overall uh, as a whole the Colts weren't going well their offense and defensive lines to start the season have been nothing short of horrendous uh, Frank Gore got himself going in this game got two touchdowns the Colts really, really laid on in this, uh, snatching, snatching the win, and um, I suppose you have to give them credit for showing character laid on. They really needed a win to go one and two. Continues their unbeaten run in their division as well. Um, and I guess, you know, I can't really give Luck too much credit in this game because of the, the mistakes he did make on those throws. He is at a lot of turnovers to start the season. Dwight Lowry, the safety for the Colts, probably their uh, standout performer in this. He had two interceptions, returned uh, one of them for a touchdown and helped get the Colts the ball back in the fourth quarter to give them the lead. Marcus Mariota for the Titans uh, showed some nice stuff again, helping the team improve. And uh, at the end, when they needed the drive, this game came down to a failed uh, two-point conversion for the Titans to try and tie things up. They were eight points behind. He got the ball back. There was uh, an issue that he possibly fumbled the ball, but uh, they couldn't overturn it on the challenge from the Indianapolis Colts and Chuck Pagano, but uh, he got them down there, got the touchdown, but they failed to convert on the two-point conversion. But another nice uh, game in his rookie season for him. I think out of the rookie quarterback so far, he's uh, shown a nice bit of poise in the pocket anyway, and uh, we'll see how the rest of the season develops for them. But um, the Titans getting a a tough loss here after looking like it was going to be for so long a win for them against the Colts. The Oakland Raiders often don't get a lot talked about them, but you know maybe it's time to start talking a little bit more about them. They win against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, twenty-seven to twenty, moving to two and one, giving themselves a, a winning record. Obviously, the Browns going to one and two after they didn't impress at all in this. They went back to uh, 
Josh McCown at quarterbacking. Although it wasn't uh, really his fault they didn't win this game overall. Uh, I didn't think he'd done enough to get them into a winning, you know, a position to actually get over the line and win the game. In this game, you have to say, Derek Carr with another good game. Latavius Murray had a, a big a big game, his first 100-yard game off the season. He had 139 yards in total. Again, it's showing uh, the Browns' weak uh, you know, run defence and uh, the, the Raiders took full advantage of it. Amari Cooper looks like the real deal uh, just a couple of games into his rookie season and he's already picked up uh, 200-yard games and looks very explosive. Chris Bright runner, I have to say I've been very, very impressed with him and uh, it's going to be hard for some of the teams this season to, to stop him. He's very, very impressive. Looks like the real deal and uh, seems to be delivering on the hype pre-draft. Kind of a player that, you know, in deeper leagues has been talked about this season, but uh, hasn't been a lot of production up until this point. It's Gary Barney's tight end for the Browns, and he had a career high in this game, 105 yards, six receptions, and a touchdown as well. But uh, the rest of the game, uh, or the rest of the offense, unfortunately for him, really didn't turn up. I'd say to, I know I said about Josh McCown, but I'd say to the two of them, uh, not a lot of things going for this offense uh, yesterday and a, a loss for the Browns. A lot of the Cleveland Browns fans in the stadium not looking all that impressed with the way the game plan went, with the way things turned out, but a big win on the road for the Oakland Raiders. Are the Oakland Raiders going to go on a little run this season? Uh, let's wait and see, um, but for them, a good start to the season. Cincinnati got a big win on the road against the, the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of people before this game were saying, you know, the Ravens won't go and tree. They're they're too good of a team, but it hadn't happened since they moved to Baltimore. And, you know, I thought the, the Bengals had the upper hand in this one. Obviously, Terrell Suggs going out for the Ravens uh, in week one is a massive, massive blow for them. And this team for the rest of the season is going to have a tough time. They lost 27-24 to 24 to the Bengals in Baltimore. And uh, I think, you know, Steve Smith had a massive game for them, but uh, some of it coming, you know, they went 14 points down. Uh, they could have been more down. The Bengals had opportunities to score more points, uh, both via touchdown, and they uh, opted to knock over a field goal, went for it in fourth down. Touchdown given on the field, uh, but then was pulled back. Uh, Tyler Eifert didn't complete the catch all the way to the ground. So that there happened. Um, then <laughs> a miraculous start of comeback started by the Baltimore Ravens. And then when the Ravens eventually did get into a leading position, Cincinnati uh, gave the ball to A.J. Green from Andy Dalton. Deep throw. A.J. Green goes 80 yards for a touchdown, and the Bengals hold on to win the game. 227 yards by him. Obviously a, a career best. Absolutely uh, amazing performance all around. Uh, I think I think it was a good team effort by the, the Bengals and they're 3-0 now. They're showing a nice strong start to the season. And I'll be mentioning again Ben Roethlisberger in a little moment. This here uh, kind of gives him a strong edge in the division. Again, we have all heard the stats of going 0-3 and uh, making the playoffs. It's 2% that make the playoffs at this point. Uh, I think... The Baltimore Ravens season uh, is going to be a disappointing one, obviously, for them. I picked them uh, in the preseason to go all the way to the Super Bowl and uh, shows after three weeks that uh, I got that one very, very badly wrong unless something miraculous happens here. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots are going into their bye week this week, and nearly by for them, and they went out in style with a 51-17 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brady got his uh, 400th career touchdown in this, uh, regular season touchdown, rather, uh, in this game, and obviously only the fourth man to do it. Drew Brees is closing in there. I think he needs adding around five or six more touchdowns for him to eclipse the, the 400 mark, but there's only four other quarterbacks in the NFL history have done it. Brett Favre, Peyton Manning. Dan Marino and now Tom Brady so impressive for him took him a little bit of time to get it but uh, overall a nice game here from Tom Brady and the, the New England Patriots really dominant 
the Jaguars really struggled to keep up. You know, they've they've been relentless this season. The Patriots, when they've got an opportunity, they didn't turn over the ball at any stage in this game. No punts. Every uh, possession resulted in a score. Like Garrett Blunt coming in, uh, I think he got himself three touchdowns. Started on a couple of fantasy leagues and. Uh, you know, into the first quarter, no points on the board for Legarrette Blunt. I was wondering what the plan was. Was it going to be all Deion Lewis, all again? And uh, Legarrette Blunt having a big day in the end for the New England Patriots. And just, uh, I guess, it's going to be week to week from the uh, the Patriots as to how the running back situation shakes out there. But they're going into their bye week now. We'll see uh, how they get on coming out of that. But uh, a strong, strong win for them at home in this one. Last week, all we could hear was uh, Chip Kelly... Did he know what he was doing? Everything was going wrong for the Eagles. The, the Eagles season was going to be in turmoil after this game. They were going to lose to the Jets, go 0-3, and, and uh, the season would really be over. But they walked into uh, MetLife Stadium and really kind of put on a show, knocked out the Jets quite easily, went into the lead early on. And, you know, the scoreline is closer than this game suggests. Uh, really was all in uh, over very, very early, in my opinion. Didn't look like the Jets were ever going to mount a, a really, really serious comeback in this one. Uh, DeMarco Murray being inactive, probably the main talking point. Uh, Ryan Matthews, Darn Sproles splitting the workload there. Both of those having quite nice games. Uh, Bradford looked a little better. The line worked a little bit better. Everything just in general going a little bit more uh, be- better and clicking for the Philadelphia Eagles in this one. The Jets, on the other hand, uh, you know, some silly mistakes. Bratton Marshall had a, a nice game after it, some nice catches. Uh, but at the time, he had a kind of bonehead of play where he made the catch, was trying to kind of shovel pass it off to the tight end. Uh, Cumberland trying to pick up some more yards and shovel past it, obviously, in a fo- as class as a fumble. Uh, and, and the uh, Eagles get the ball back. It was a bad mistake. He said it was possibly the dumbest play in NFL history. Maybe not that bad yet, but you know they were desperate. They couldn't do anything on offense. They were just trying to move the ball a little bit more. But he did manage 10 catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. So uh, you know they, they didn't uh, have Eric Decker in this one. They also didn't have Chris Ivory, who was kind of a healthy scratch. He, uh, he was in his uniform on the sideline, but kind of was only there for emergency situations if they needed him uh, as, a, as a third option. But then again, I suppose uh, it was an emergency when things weren't going well at all for them in the first half and they didn't put him in there. And uh, as I mentioned, fantasy football started him in two leagues and uh, that decision did not work out at all for me. The next game up, uh, another rookie quarterback stepping onto the field and it was Jameis Winston. He travelled on the road and a really, really ugly uh, contest in general against the Houston Texans. Uh, overall, this game was a really, really tough watch. Uh, a lot of missed uh, field goals, a couple of missed points after. We'll see what happens with the kickers this week. Uh, Tampa Bay could be looking for another one after this week. 19-9, to it finishes up. Not a nice game uh, overall. You know, Alfred Blue having his best performance uh, this season for the Texans. The best performance of his career, I would say over 139 yards and 31 carries scored a, a 20 yard touchdown run as well but Ryan Mald again not looking all that great did get a touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins early in this one but you know he's, he's far from the answer as it stands at the moment uh, with the Houston Texans so for the Buccaneers the positives you could get out of it you know James Winston did move the ball quite well at times they got themselves into scoring positions they had a couple of touch they had a touchdown to Jackson that was given but obviously his feet hadn't got down and bounds was reversed a couple of decisions like that just went against them they had a couple of penalties and key spots that cost them first downs and uh, Quan Alexander as well with a, a big big uh, performance here at middle linebacker he's the only draft pick uh, on the defensive side of the ball they've taken in the past two seasons but he's really starting to have an impact and unfortunately uh, 
for the for him and for the team they just you know the field goal has been missed uh, not giving themselves opportunities when they really should have been getting opportunities to get points on the board so he had a big game there he had 10 tackles uh, in the game one for a loss and he had an interception as well so overall big game for Quan Alexander somebody you're going to be hearing a lot more about uh, as the season progresses the game I thought the Chargers would win up next the Chargers finishing with 14 points and one of those touchdowns not thrown by Philip Rivers uh, late in the game Philip Rivers given a little bit of respite sitting out he took a real beating in the first half of this game uh, against the Vikings 31-14 to it finished up uh, Adrian Peterson having another big game we were all worried about him after week one against the uh, 49ers how would he do for the rest of the season people panicking uh, all, all around the place ran for 126 yards uh, two touchdowns so big big performance overall from Peterson who's been very very good and the only thing for uh, fantasy football owners probably to look at it in this game is uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, I know DJ owns him in a number of leagues and he's wondering drop Teddy Bridgewater who to pick up you know Peterson's getting all the ball so there's not a lot of throwing coming in here by by Teddy overall but things will come things will develop Teddy will get more passing yards obviously people start to clamp down a little bit more on Adrian Peterson but as things go for the Vikings good performance two and one now on the season look like they're uh, starting to develop into a really strong roster surprise loss to them for them against the 49ers early in the, the first game of the season surprised a lot of people and you know the the form of the 49ers since has been uh, very very poor as we'll talk about in just a moment and um, they have picked up another nice win here Keenan Allen with a nice game for the the Chargers but uh, all coming in a losing effort and too little too late with the second touchdown as well uh, I guess is the easiest way to put it another game that wasn't all that good to watch so it was an interesting uh, moment at the start of it when the game was delayed by about 15 minutes because as the players come out onto the field fireworks going off one of the fireworks devices uh, had a fault in it uh, lit part of the the turf off the the field on fire game delayed as they had to take out hoover and hoover up some of the debris and that was on the field it was a Something I hadn't seen before, something I'll probably not ever see again in a, in a, before an NFL game. But uh, after the action did get started, a 12-6 win for the Steelers. But this win coming at a huge, huge cost. Uh, you know, they got Le'Veon Bell back for this game, but they've lost Ben Roethlisberger. Going to be out now for the next few weeks, for the foreseeable future. Probably around the 6-8 to eight week range with a sprained MCL and a bone bruise. He's lucky he hasn't tore his ACL, so it's in his left knee. It's going to it's gonna cause him to miss some time, and obviously a massive, massive blow for the Steelers. The only consolation there is that they have an established uh, backup there, came in in the offseason, Michael Vick. He's uh, obviously a lot more mobile on the ground than Ben Roethlisberger, a different style of quarterback, the left-arm throwing quarterback. So it's going to be a little bit of stuff to get used to for the receivers, but they seem to have a good enough chemistry in the preseason. We'll see how they get going now. Obviously, for fantasy purposes, Antonio Brown's stock uh, could take a drop in the next few weeks, but you never know. Maybe him and um, Michael Vick really click into gear, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Rams offense, very disappointing uh, throughout the day. Obviously, we've been talking about the Steelers being a high-powered offense while well, they weren't in this game, and obviously, even before Ben Roethlisberger went out, they really were struggling to move the ball. Uh, Part of that thanks to Aaron Donald, who is uh, really, really picking up uh, as his second season starts. He had four tackles, he had a sack, and uh, you know he had a, a couple of quarterback hits. So he's really, really uh, <laughs> helping them stop the run. He's helping them get pressure on the quarterback, and he's a player as well on the defensive side of the ball to watch for as the season progresses. As he's uh, really that is one of the better defenses in the league, and uh, they they done their end of the bargain here was the the Rams offense that couldn't get things going. Only two field goals to show for their efforts on Sunday. 
mentioned the 49ers they won week one against the the Minnesota Vikings well things not looking good for them over the last two games getting blown out by the Steelers in Pittsburgh and now they've got blown out on the road again by divisional rivals the Arizona Cardinals they really have uh, looked good the last two weeks putting up almost 50 points in both games and uh, have to say Carson Palmer looking good he's standing in the pocket staying strong overall and not uh, showing any fear when he's because he takes uh, a bit like Philip Rivers taking a real beating over the last couple of games, but staying strong in the pocket, delivering some absolute dimes uh, when he when he's throwing the ball. Uh, have to say, him and Larry Fitzgerald have started the season really, really well. They've been trying to get John Brown into a little bit more. He's been drawing a lot of pass interference calls. He just uh, if those pass interference calls turn into plays, there's going to be some big, big plays. But Brown did get uh, a touchdown in this one. Chris Johnson had uh, one of the best games uh, in recent memory for him. 150 all-purpose yards for him and uh, two touchdowns as well on 22 carries. So I have to say, very, very impressive performance by him. Showed some nice uh, ability to make cuts uh, in, in those carries as well. So a big day for Chris Johnson, but Andre Ellington uh, due possibly back next week. So we'll see how the, the workload split there goes. But you know, Andre Ellington's had a bit of a, a durability issue so over the last couple of seasons since he came into the league. So we'll see how that splits. Maybe it goes a little bit more 50-50 than people would expect. So since I'm in Australia, I better give a quick mention to Jared Hay, and he offered a, a kind of glimmer of hope at one point early in the second half to the 49ers. He took a, a thirty or a, a punt. He took it back 37 yards as well, uh, and uh, set them up for the low and score it was a Colin Kaepernick rushing touchdown on his own replay. But I guess when we're mentioning Kaepernick, we have to mention uh, this game started in extreme circumstances. Something I'm not too sure if I have seen this happen uh, in any other game where. The 49ers' first two possessions were two pick-sixes from Colin Kaepernick. Two wayward throws, very wayward. And uh, he had, I think he finished this game with four interceptions as well. So a terrible, terrible performance from the 49ers in offense. And most of that down to Colin Kaepernick's decision-making just didn't look good in this one. I know he's not afraid to take on cornerbacks and that, but... uh, some of the throws very very poor and this defense of the Cardinals looks very very good so far I've been very impressed with the Cardinals didn't know if their their form would continue from last season Carson Palmer's on a real strong run now um, without a, without a loss if you can t- consider a start to last season and a start to this season he's looked very good and everyone was wondering how he'd come back off that leg injury uh, when he hurt his knee last year the team kind of went into the pan got to the playoffs but we all know what happened then uh, didn't all go that well for them but he's he's off to a real solid start for them this season the Bills went on the road against the Miami Dolphins uh, I thought the Dolphins would uh, you know get a win here I thought they would be able to avoid some of the pressure from the Buffalo Bills uh, pass rush I thought they would try and do short passes similar to what the Patriots done last year thought they would try and get Lamar Miller involved Lamar Miller a player I was very high on in the offseason thought he would have a big big season he's in a contract year has had a real, real uh, stinker, I have to say, to start the season. They, just the offensive line hasn't been good. Uh, another quarterback taking a, a lot, a lot of hits is uh, Ryan Tannehill. And uh, offensive line play, obviously, letting him down from that situation, letting the run game down. They just can't really get anything going on offense. But defensively, they take in Dominic and Sue. They have Cameron Wick. They, they have Olivier Werner. I have to say, I've been very disappointed more so from the defensive side of the ball. Even in the game yesterday when they fell behind, I think they were maybe 14 points behind at this stage. And everyone with their hands on their hips, nobody really trying to get anything going, talking to players, trying to make sure they stand up for the next play, try and hold them, you know, get it to a field goal attempt or that. Just 
thought they were very lackadaisical and uh, that's definitely going to have to improve for them in the next few weeks or they're going to be in big trouble and you know Joe Philbin a coach that used to be with the Green Bay Packers and you know I've, I've followed him but just doesn't seem to really inspire anyone around the team maybe it is different in the locker room but on the sideline doesn't seem to be inspiring all that much one player he looks inspired over the last few weeks and for him uh, he, at the start of the season he was you know, looking to be traded because it again Kenny Stills uh, he thought he wasn't going to get much of an opportunity but Rashid Matthews has had a, a big big couple of weeks here for himself he was kind of the only bright spot in the team he had 6 receptions, 113 yards and 2 touchdowns uh, he has three t- touchdown catches on the season. I picked him up in a lot of fantasy leagues last week. Looking ahead, I didn't think he would have a big game here, but you know, just looking ahead, he wasn't owning many leagues. I think he was only owning about ten percent of leagues. Picked him up in four or five leagues and uh, sat him on the bench in every single one of them this week. So probably the best game maybe of his career. And uh, I, I had him on my bench. So there's wonderful stuff. Uh, as I lost a couple of those games as well. You know, people are probably wondering he, he must have every player in the league uh, at this stage. But uh, when you look at uh, the fantasy teams I have uh, probably have a couple too many, but just uh, when everyone's offering fantasy leagues going to the start of the season, you jump in, and then when you look back, you're like, well, maybe I should have taken a little bit more easier in the preseason, but let's see if we can uh, take it all the way to win a championship, and uh, that is the ultimate goal. For the Bills overall, uh, Sammy Watkins going out with this with, a, I think it was either a cab injury or a hamstring injury, missed the second half of this game. Uh, Obviously, we'll see how that goes over the next few days, how it reacts and uh, how how he's ready. Uh, if he's ready for for the next game, the, the Bills play. But uh, Tyrod Taylor again, nice game. Started this game very effectively, uh, both passing-wise. And again, when the team gets into the big lead, similar to the first game against the Colts, if you get into a lead, you know the quarterback can relax a little bit, not as much pressure on him, let's run the ball. Oh, well, if we're not going to get it, don't throw it uh, into a forced coverage. To, you know, throw it away, take it, uh, give it a you know, punt it away, just keep the, the game in hand and again he, he managed this game very well which turned out to be an absolute blowout for the Buffalo Bills, a big win for them, uh, they've now bet the Dolphins on the road and they also bet of course the Colts at home in the first game before losing to the Patriots last week but a, a good start to the season for them as well I uh, have to say Percy Harvin as well has looked quite effective for them since he came in and uh, some nice little pieces there developing, Charles Clay with a nice touchdown in this uh, but again, was it an, a nice touchdown? Was it good moves by Charles Clare? Was it very, very poor open field tackling from the Miami Dolphins? Only one team did end up getting shut out in week three, and that was the Chicago Bears. Uh, Jimmy Clausen, you know, it was a tough day for him. The offensive line not giving him much protection. The Seahawks getting a lot of pressure on him. Uh, I guess we'll say, you know, 26 0 win. Marshawn Lynch comes out. Uh, kind of near the end of the first quarter gets kind of his back rubbed he wasn't ready to start the game needed more treatment goes into the game then he, he he has a few runs for negative yards catches a ball I thought at the time when he caught uh, it was just a small uh, dump off pass kind of by Russell Wilson that he kind of rolled on his ankle or tweaked his calf or that uh, none of the commentators really mentioned it but after that there he didn't come back in the game stayed out so we'll see again how that goes a lot of running backs this week failed to deliver a lot of high high drafted running backs because of injury you had DeMarco Murray inactive then you had uh, the likes of Lamar Miller and of course Marshawn Lynch so we'll see you know you need to get them guys keep them this could be a lingering issue throughout the season we'll see how it develops but for the Seahawks the the big bright spot I suppose was getting Jimmy Graham in the end zone getting him his best game so far for the the Seahawks their first game of the season at home Uh, Jimmy Graham getting seven receptions 83 yards and a touchdown so uh, a nice game for him and a, a connection between him and Russell Wilson 
Sunday Night Football is the last game here to, to discuss. Obviously, Monday Night Football hasn't happened yet, and uh, of course, I'm going for a Packers win. Go Pack, go. But uh, the, the Denver Broncos getting a win on the road to Detroit. Detroit looking so, so poor to start the season. I thought they were going to struggle this year, but not to this effect. Obviously, Sue going to Miami. People thought then that they would keep the defense uh, going, keep it ticking over, wouldn't be too bad. But the defense hasn't been the biggest problem for them this season, but they haven't been good. But offensively, not good. And Matthew Stafford, I said it on the preview podcast, he definitely has caught a, a dose of the Jay Cutler syndrome where interceptions are uh, almost impossible to avoid at this point last season they ran the ball so much they were running it well took the ball out of his hands didn't make him you know force the ball as much and uh, his interception rate went down significantly as the throws on the season went down significantly the team done significantly better and they have got away from that this season they haven't been really able to run the ball with the offensive line issues he took a real beating in week two maybe that affected him this week but some bad decisions again maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on them in this one because the Broncos' defense is legit. They look uh, extremely explosive to start the season on defense. The, the back end, you know, the secondary, keep to leave and so on, making plays every game. And uh, then up front, Vaughn Miller and Marcus Ware really putting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks each and every game so far. And, you know, we have the leads in a boom. A lot of defenses get their nicknames uh, given early in this or later in the season, maybe. But I think for this season, I think this is a defense that. Uh, we need to come up with a nickname. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Maybe I'll think of some before the preview podcast next week. But the Denver Broncos on defense, the real deal at the moment, in my opinion, the bestie in the NFL. And uh, Peyton Manning again, he, he done his job, uh, managed the game effectively. Unfortunately, at the moment, that's kind of what he looks like he's going to be, a game manager. But they've done a lot better this week. Uh, you know, Give him a little bit more of his offense. Uh, short passes, let the receiver do a little bit of work. And you know, all that matters is the Broncos got the win on the road. 3-0, back-to-back road games against the Chiefs and the Lions, who, uh, you know, on any given week could put up a show and uh, cause you a lot of trouble. So two big wins for the Broncos. And, of course, they won against the Baltimore Ravens, too, in week one. So... They are now 3-0. The Lions is 0-3, and it's going to be a tough, tough season, it looks like, as well, for the Lions, the Packers, uh, and, of course, the Minnesota Vikings look to be taking control in that division as the Lions, of course, and now the Chicago Bears, both 0-3. and So it's going to be a fight-out between them two teams. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how the Packers get on in Monday Night Football, a game I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and <laughs> it's going to be on half 10 in the morning here, Tuesday morning football, I guess we'll call it, but... Uh, I guess a little update on what's going on here in Oz with me. It's been a fun few days getting settled in in Melbourne, watching the games, trying to get my feet under me. I have to say I'm very tired today because I uh, watched the games last night and then I had a job interview today at half ten in the morning. So a pretty, pretty uh, crazy uh, thing to do. Probably should have went to bed a little bit earlier, but looks uh, good so far. Looks like a job on the horizon, so hopefully things continue to go well and uh, enjoying my time here but i guess uh, if you've no money and you're not working you're not going to have too much uh, time over here so that is uh, i guess the be all and end all of that but so far uh, recording the podcast and everything has been going smoothly and uh, hopefully it continues to do so i'll be uh, getting a little bit more time to to watch games not after they finish to give a little bit more in-depth reviews and hopefully as the the weeks go forward now we're going to get settled in and we'll get some uh, more guests on the show i had been having a real good runoff guests on each and every show but I guess just with the time difference settling in and things like that there, it's going to take uh, maybe another one or two shows before we get settled down.
online and get the guests on but looking forward to doing all that again in the week preview and recap shows but it's been week three it's in the books uh, obviously let's see the Packers do the business hopefully tonight uh, obviously Eddie Lacy game time decision looks like he's going to play same with Devontae Adams both look like they're going to play but I guess we'll see uh, if it uh, affects them anyway negatively in the game obviously I am a big believer in the Kansas City Chiefs but hopefully they don't do anything this week uh, I like Travis Kelsey an awful awful lot I think Jeremy Macklin is severely underrated Alex Smith has had a tough start to the season but another player I think is very underrated and I think their defense as well is the real deal so we'll see if Aaron Rodgers continues his streak of no interceptions in Lambeau Field since uh, 1996 I believe it's running at now but in all seriousness uh, around the the three year mark but the Packers um, you know if they win this one they they really put themselves into a good position uh, going forward and just as I was finishing up the show a last question came in from Claire the Bear Uh, I don't know if you saw follow her on Twitter you should be it's at ClaireDaBear85 lots of competitions giving away great weekly prizes Uh, if you're not free entry into the prize all you have to do is retweet her tweet so check that out uh, lots of great merchandise uh, being given out and of course an Overtime Ireland t-shirt given out last week as well as, pack- as part of the Packers one but her question came in and it's uh, she thinks the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to get more wins than the Chicago Bears this season do I think she's right and uh, you know it's going to be tough because Jake Cutler is going to miss a few weeks Jimmy Clausen didn't look all that bad at times but I just don't like the quarterback situation in general there. Matt Forte is good. Martellus Bennett is good. They're, they're having a real problem, you see. with When they get Alshon Jeffrey back, they're going to have a chance. Uh, but it's just going to be a tough season. The defense doesn't look good either. But uh, them and the Jaguars, it's... I think the Jaguars are showing more potential at the moment, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have been going on potential for the last two or three seasons. Let's see if they can do more than just show potential. Let's see if they can uh, get the wins on the board. That's been the, the tough, tough part for them. They kind of show up score points against the big teams, although they didn't score many this weekend, but we'll see how they do going forward. I would like to see uh, the, the Jaguars having a, a better season uh, you know, as the thing develops for them over the last three or four years. And, of course, being a Packers fan... Uh, it would be nice to see the Bears not doing But maybe then, you know, if the Bears do so bad, they could get the first overall pick next year and maybe Jay Cutler gets shipped out of town and uh, take a quarterback high up and that mightn't be good for the Packers either. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, Claire, it's going to be a tough season and uh, that's all I can really put it down to at this present moment in time. The OTI Fantasy Five is back on this week. Uh, last week, actually, like as in week three, and uh, the winner of... the We had two competitions with a free competition and... Thanks to fanfeud.co.uk, they put in a you know a kind of bonus prize for the free one. You could get a, a ten pound prize for that, and a three euro or three pound credit to play next week. And the winner of that was at Wednesday. So, congratulations to them. And of course, the winner then of the the main one, the pay in competition. You can pay in three pound each and every week, and uh, it's been a lot of fun playing. I have not come anywhere close to winning any of the weeks yet, but uh, this week was a split decision, and it was won by. Donica Brennan and Cahill McCabe so congratulations as well to Cahill he's only recently after getting married and the two of those guys are Packers fans as well so let's see if we can get some other fans winning next week from a different team but Cahill recently got married so uh, congratulations to him if you're looking for more information on OTI Fantasy Fives you can find it at overtimeireland.com forward slash OTI Fantasy Fives and uh, I guess all that's left to say until I'm back later in the week is Give us a rating and a comment on iTunes. Get subscribed and get spreading the word. There's been more followers again this week, more listeners. Keep talking, keep spreading the word. Let people know about Overtime Ireland and uh, thanks for your continued support. Until I'm back later in the week, my name's Colin Kelly and of course, have a good one. 
Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.